So how are you holding up there, Jody? You surviving this thing? Uh, yeah, I'm ready to be not in the house. And, you know, currently I'm sitting in my Volkswagen bus. Jeez. Yeah, for recording real. Recording this. Like it's just, you're trying to get outside. Or I out, just can't out be the in the house. So I'm yeah. hiding in my Volkswagen. Well, you're in California. You can't do anything. Like you guys are really locked out, like big time. Yeah, for sure. And there's so many la- things. I'm predicting you guys are going to be the last ones to unlock everything too. That's going to be I don't doubt thing. that. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. Well, yeah, hang like in we want to go to the beach. We can't. We want to go to the mountains. We can't. We, you know. I'll send you some pictures whenever we start here in the south. Uh, getting back great. Home. I appreciate that. Disney's whenever still that closed. Like there's <sighs> nothing. You can't do anything. You the can't, you can't do anything. Yep. Um, well, hey, we've got a unique uh, unique episode this time. We decided to do a Zoom call with some of our folks from that listen to the podcast and that are on the Super Secret Podcast group uh, on Facebook. And we had a little over 20 folks jump on a podcast today. So I'm super excited to share that with y'all today. It's going to be good. It's really good. Yeah. By the way, I'm Chris. Uh, I'm a youth pastor in Georgia. If you're just jumping in for the first time, and that's Jody. He's a youth pastor in California. Clearly, he's in California because I made fun of California a second ago. So uh, shocker. shocker, 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 shocker. But this, I, I thought it was good, man. It was a good conversation. Oh, it was like a it? blast. It was super fun. Yeah, we've done yeah. a couple of these, but this is this time we recorded it for the show. Yeah, we thought it'd be good. It was fun. Yeah, it's unique. Yeah, great. Um, well, hey, uh, another thing we have going on right this second is we, you, you know our, you know our sponsors because they've been so great to to take care of us for so long, and uh, YM three sixty. But Jake from YM360, not from State Farm, but from YM360, is hanging out with us for a minute. And I I asked him specifically if you could jump on for just a second and talk about a couple unique things that are going on right now that are happening because of the season that we're in. So, Jake, what's up, man? How you doing? What's going on, guys? How are you, Chris? Jody? So, Jake, what do you do for YM360, man? Like, just so everybody will kind of know who you are real quick. Yeah, I, uh, I serve youth pastors through YM360 by keeping the trash cans clear at the headquarters of YM360. So Such I make sure the trash is taken out. And then when that job is not working, I get to resource youth workers with some of the best uh, resources out there and uh, connect them yeah. to things that will help make their life a little easier as they're in the trenches of youth ministry. That it does. That it does. Two unique things y'all have got going on right now. Let's talk about them real quick. What you got? Yeah, for one, we believe that students uh, need to know, they deserve to know that youth pastors are thinking their spiritual growth. And with that, we know that youth pastors want students to feel loved. They want them to be equipped with the gospel-centered resources that will point them to God during the season of isolation and slowing down. So we have created care packages. Uh, It's a unique opportunity for youth pastors to come online. They will choose a devotion of their choice. We're going to put this in a box. We're going to send them to them, but not only just the devotions, but we're going to put a gift bag in there. We're going to put a pen in there, stickers, tissue paper, so that you can add your own little touch. And then you can either deliver them yourselves or if you would like to connect with somebody on our team, we'd be happy to ship those to your students directly as well and uh, with a customized letter from you. And so care packages is that, that youth pastors are loving right now because they need to win the day and youth pastors are going to win the day by meeting students where they're at and, uh, and increasing their value to students, families, and their church because we know the youth ministry doesn't stop. They look great. I've looked at them. They really do look good. And if you go to youthministry360.com, they're right there on the front page. I mean, they're just front and center currently um, as of April 17th anyway. So uh, they are. What else you got? And everything, everything on our site, including these devotions, just because we know times are tough and budgets are being all crazy is we're doing everything at 25% off too. Which is better than the longer haul discount typically. Yeah. That is true. That is true. You can't double up with the discount currently. No, you can't. We have, uh, we just know that times are tough for youth, for youth ministries across the nation. So we're committed to, to everything's 25% off. Uh, the other thing that uh, a lot of success we're in week five of now is called Youth Group at Home. It is an opportunity on Wednesday nights. We produce this, uh, this event just live. It goes to Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Central, 9 I'm sorry, 7 p.m. Central, and then what is that, 8 Eastern time. Uh, Youth pastors can share a link for their students to come. They experience a live stream together, 
And then we give discussion questions that we see churches diving in. Has Zoom Andy rooms. Blank's been doing those? Has Andy been doing all of those or have they been different folks? No, nah, Andy Blanks has brought the message, uh, an Dude, exegetical so message that's been on point. Uh, we just launched a brand new series, so it's easy to dive in. The cool thing with it is if you can't join us live, we do uh, keep it in there in an archive as well. So if your youth ministry doesn't meet typically on a Wednesday night, you can use another night to go through it. We give you all the resources. There's absolutely no cost to it. Uh, there's not a marketing play to it. it. You share the link with your families, with your students, and they go to the website and they watch and then they process it with you. And it's just the passion uh, in this season is how can YM360 continue to create high quality resources and life-changing events so you can spend time doing what matters most. And that's helping students develop that vibrant relationship with Jesus. Well, thanks for doing it, man. We're, we're feeling it and we appreciate you and yeah. YM360, you know, because I know realistically, especially with, with some of the things that are going to happen to camp, realistically, and I'm just like, we just call it like it is, Wide through six is going to take a hit like every other business is going to take a hit right now. Uh, but you guys are more than a business. You're a ministry and you care about people and that's the heart of that thing. So thank y'all for making that, making that so good. So folks really go check that out. And uh, trust me when I say, if you, if you need something, just reach out to Jake or any of the folks on that team and they will make it personal. They will help you out and they will figure this thing out. Um, so, Great. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. I mean, here at YM360, our team is dedicated not only to continue to serve you. Our mission has not changed. We want to resource youth pastors to resource you because we know youth ministry doesn't yeah. stop. And this season is no different. And so because you're not stopping, we're definitely not stopping. We're committed to, to seeing you through this and to making sure you have high quality resources and life changing events so you can spend time doing what matters most. Yep. That's awesome. Well, Hey, and also don't forget aerosport.fund. Jake, have you seen this game by the way that there, there are other sponsors. Have you seen this thing? I have. It's amazing. It's a great game. Aerosport.fund. So when you get back in the hang of things and you're gathering again, you're going to want this game for your youth ministry. Just go to air. Like you're flying in the air. Air. O, the letter O sport.fund. And uh, Jody, you have it. I have it. I yeah. would love to play some aerosport right now. I'm going to lie. Yeah, I'm. I I keep saying I'm going to go grab it from the church and set it up in my house. Just bring it at the house. Like I should go. Ooh, I should totally do that and put it in my front yard. It's yeah. like playing my front yard. Heck yeah, All man. your neighbors will come right over, man. It, it'll yeah, be amazing. Yeah, except for the whole having to touch the disc part. Dang that! Dang that touching. Thing. Bring your own disc. Yeah. Yeah, bring your own disc. Yep. Good times. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for that. And uh, well, I'm ready to jump in the episode. It really turned out great. And uh, yeah. thanks for everybody for jumping in. And good times. Absolutely. We'll jump in. A lot of fun today. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast. We are joined here with a few friends, indeed, around us doing a bit of a Zoom meetup because we're not totally sick of those yet. We, we, we totally don't have enough Zoom calls in our life right now. No, so we like just it, thought we would we invite everyone we know. So, but no, we invited everybody, you know, just friends jump on and uh got a group of folks here just hanging out so we're gonna we're gonna enjoy our time together we've got some questions that we would love to just get some insight not just from jody and i but from a whole bunch of us on so we're gonna pick everybody's brain and just jump in this thing and just do the best we can but we didn't want to just come and just be just us all talking we thought we would have a little fun in two ways one we wanted you to be we wanted you to have a moment of enjoyment personally, but we also wanted to give you a resource that you could utilize. And we'll talk about that in a minute though. But as many of you, if you listen to the podcast, you know, I do magic as a hobby, but one of my buddies that does magic way better than me is a guy by the name of Jared Hall. And I said, Jared, Hey man, he, he and I've been talking. He's already been on my youth group twice. Uh, since all this went down and I said, Hey man, will you jump on our podcast zoom? So y'all do me a favor and welcome to the podcast Zoom, my good friend, Jared Hall. Uh, hey, it's so good to be with you guys. Uh, if you know who I am, if you've seen me before, you know I'm a magician. I'm an illusionist. Uh, if you don't know who I am, my name is Jared Hall, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee. From Texas originally, Philip, so uh, you, can, you can let me in the inner circle there. Uh, but uh, I travel and do illusions and uh, attempt comedy from time to time, but really uh, the whole uh, goal behind what I do is ministry based, obviously, which is why I'm here. And, uh, Chris and I hang out a lot, uh, because he also is into magic. Um, so we are, 
uh, two magic dorks. Um, but uh, we, we have a lot in common, uh, as I do with most of you guys. So um, today, uh, he really just said, hey, why don't you come on and uh, let us change this up so we can have something fun at the beginning, something different. Um, but also to kind of just let you guys know that uh, I have, if you haven't seen on social media, uh, or my website. Uh, if you don't follow me on Facebook or Instagram, uh, we pretty much don't have a future after this. So why don't you go ahead and do that? Uh, that would be amazing. Um, jaredhall.com is the website with the links to everything. But uh, I have put together a virtual show as uh, many people are, are starting to do. And uh, we've, do, we've been doing that for the last almost four weeks now, three and a half, four weeks, and uh, has, has just been great. We've, we've used a lot of different formats, a lot of different platforms. Matt's on here. He, he used the Skype live one night. It was great. Um, I did one last night for Darren. He had a, uh, he had zoom. Uh, zoom is actually the great greatest platform. I think just because I can reach out and, and pin a student and call on them and, uh, and interact with them. And it's not just me just straight, you know, live into the camera. Um, although that is great as well. Uh, when it when it you know fits your thing but um this afternoon really just wanted to come on and encourage you guys and let you know that i'm in your corner uh I, many of you guys have partnered with my ministry in the past but uh, we are bringing the virtual show uh to you guys and um, basically just putting it out there if you would like to uh, have me be a part of your wednesday night or friday nights we've done them on every night of the week so far uh not just pinned into fridays anymore or wednesdays anymore but um, just trying to put myself out there for you guys as a resource. I know it's getting to the point to where you guys are trying to figure out what's next in this whole thing. Where, where do we go from here? We've done this, that, and the other, and now what? So if you're interested in something a little bit different, a little, uh, it's also engaging and just kind of a fun night. Sometimes um, you just need a breath um, uh, of, of just something different and uh, encouraging. So I am, I'm doing like a little mini message. If you wanted to do a breakout thing, my wife and I were actually talking last night about putting together uh, like a, litty, uh, a little mini um, session that you can do afterwards with your breakout groups because so many youth pastors are doing their own teaching, having my special event night, doing a little challenge themselves after my show and then breaking up into uh, small groups, which is amazing. So we might incorporate that uh, over the next week or so into this and uh, just want to let you guys know that we're here um, and we're not, people have asked, you know, what are you charging for this? Listen, about a week and a half after this quarantine uh, started, I found myself just sitting on the couch eating Cadbury eggs waiting for Easter to hit and uh, realized that I needed to make some changes um, in my own life and uh, just get up and get active and, and, and start to do things because I just felt like everything was over. In a matter of four days, I lost every event um, pretty much through June. Um, and that was back in March. So it's just crazy for us as a, as a ministry, as a family. Um, and we're doing okay. We're going to make it through this and, uh, and we'll be fine. But I just said, you know what, I want to, I want to still make myself uh, available and, and put this resource out there. It's different. It's not just a video you download. It's a live event. It's me in person, in my living room, in the moment, talking to your students, talking to you, engaging. Um, and uh, so that's, that's all that. And so uh, that commercial is out there. It's done. Um, we're not setting a price on this thing. People said, what do you charge for this? We're leaving that up to the churches to, to decide if they can donate to the ministry. Um, and you guys can just partner with us and do what you can do in this season. Budgets are all over the place. Uh, you know, no spend, zero spend. Here's how much you can spend. What are you spending on? All that stuff is in, in the mix here. Um, and so we're just trusting God and we want to partner. We want to just do as many of these and be a part as many uh, of these as we, as we feel like we can. And uh, if, so if you reach out to us, you can go to the website. There's a page, there's a link, there's a booking form. You can send us a message. You can just send me a text message if you have my cell phone or if you have my, um, if you're friends on Facebook, or whatever, but just if you do it through the website, I'm checking those more meticulously because they come in all formatted. Um, so if you send me a me message on Facebook, just give me a minute to uh, sift through that. But all that to say, um, man, I, for the last 18 years, have been doing um, youth ministry alongside you guys, which are on the front lines. And uh, I've known Chris for, for almost that many years doing this, as well as some of you guys, Daryl. Um, man, Daryl's probably booked me. 20 times over the last, 
18 years or whatever it is. Um, maybe I'm more still than friends that. now that he doesn't live in uh, Alaska anymore though. Like, oh yeah. Even more. Cause he's, uh, he's really close to Disney now, Chris, you need to, oh, there you, go. you need to, oh, need yeah. to hook up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, um, I consider myself to some degree a youth pastor. Um, I don't necessarily have to fight all the battles on the front line like you guys do, but, um, man, I'm in your corner and I want you guys to know that. And, uh, Anything I can do for you specifically, uh, we're here. And I know that that's just a small little resource that you guys have, but uh, I also have, you know, other connections and people and friends that you go, man, we're looking for this or we're trying to do this, or do you know anybody that's doing this? Um, we just want to help you guys out in any way. And I'm, I'm jumping in. This is my third youth pastor kind of um, Zoom connect group, if you will, that I've been a part of over the last uh, two weeks. And it's great to just kind of jump in and I'm, and, you know, not, not necessarily just to do the commercial, but really just to kind of hear the heart and hear the, hear the pulse and get a firsthand account of what, what you guys are doing and dealing with. So uh, yeah, I'll just, I'm, let me jump in for a second, Jared. One thing I would just say to everybody, and this is really the resource part of this thing, Jared really is available and he'll do it, you know, for you, whether you can afford to do it or not. I mean, he'll work that out. But that said, one tip that I would give you is it's, it, we've passed the get momentum part. I think a lot of us right now are really struggling with the, how do we, my kids are starting to get bored with Zoom. My kids are starting to get bored with the same thing over and over again. Well, doing something like bringing a Jared Hall on there is a great moment for you to say, and even, even if you reach out to some of the, uh, the camp pastors that we know about, these different folks, there are a whole lot of people just are sitting at home right now that you'd be surprised if you reached out to them that they wouldn't come on and do a 15, 20-minute thing for you. And you might just give them a little thank you of some type or whatever, just to be, you know, because they're struggling as well. Um, but what helped us with Jared three weeks ago, because we kicked our whole thing off as a, hey, here's how we're going to start this thing. And that was help that helped build us, help us to build momentum. But then we had him on again, where it was like, hey, Jared's coming back, you know, so that was super helpful. So that'd be great. Hey, listen, folks, thanks for, thanks for that. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate you, man. And uh, we'll see you when we see you. Um, so, hey, we're going to hang out here, and we're going to keep going on this thing. Jody, let's, uh, let's jump into this for a minute. We've got some folks here. We've got like uh, 20 or so of us, a little bit more than 20 people here, a lot of youth pastors just from all over the place. Um, you want to just jump in with some questions that we have and get some people chatting? What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Um, and then I'll just remind you guys again, if there are things that you would want to talk about or address man throw those in the chat and we'll get to those um, as we go i think our goal just off the front um you know even already talking about the fatigue of this zoom thing and video chat like we get it i think we're we're all tired of this very very tired of this and so it would be easy to come in and talk about how tired we are of this and yep. so our hope today would be, be encouraging and edifying in that and so yep, yep. just be mindful. I'm, I'm curious and I'll just open this up, you know, what, what kind of things within the context of all of this now, what are some positive things that you guys are seeing um, come out of this, whether it's personally, whether it's with your students, your volunteers. But not everybody I know for us, like I've been able to like see students who haven't touched foot on campus like I don't know in a while and so like they've randomly hopped on you know because they're in our church database so they get like the zoom text so like they've randomly hopped in and so uh, so that's been cool I've been seeing kids I haven't seen in like six months hop in these zoom meetings and and roll with it yeah look Chris no one forgets their bible at home anymore Chris Reeves that's true that's yeah. so good yeah true for real yeah Dakota, I like that, man. So you're saying like there's some folks that haven't been willing to maybe get in their car and come to church or whatever, but yet they're willing to jump on a different, this different platform and, and get connected that way. Yeah. It's been really strange, like particularly like athletes. And so some, some guys who interesting, like I have a relationship with and like we text and we talk, but they don't always come like on a Wednesday or Sunday. And so I've been zooming on Tuesdays and Thursdays for like 30 minutes and they'll hop on, say hi to everybody and they'll feel connected. And I don't know, that's been a huge win. That's good. Yeah. That's real good. That's awesome. Somebody else. 
kind of a sim- similar vein. Um, some of my college kids that have graduated out in the past uh, two years or so have been uh, reaching out to me and like, hey, can I come to what we call our Wednesday night's crossfire? And I'm like, sure. I give them the information. They're not connecting with church, which is something that I'm big on encouraging them to do as they leave out the door to go to college. But uh, one or two of them that is, you know, just showing up every Wednesday night, spending time with us on Zoom, and it's something. They're getting something out of that and getting reconnected um, into church life in some way. Never would have had that opportunity. Maybe something that after we get past all this, we continue to reach out to those students and keep them connected and encourage and edify them along the way. Yeah, that's good. I know this morning, uh, right before, well, it's still morning here. Um, but right before this, I was, uh, I was talking to a parent who was just telling me it's been really neat for him to jump in and watch with his kids. Uh, our midweek and that's you know something that we certainly would not have as much of normally just the parent involvement um, in the sense of just being able to sit with their kid and see and hear what we're doing and saying and yep that's Chris Reeves did you have your hand up man did you have a thing yeah I've really been enjoying the uh hey where do you serve by a lot of the let's let's jump let's uh I should have asked that on the front end I know Philip is in Texas um dakota we'll come back maybe figure out where you're where you're serving as well but chris where where are you serving and like what state are you in and stuff i'm in frederick colorado frederick colorado all right we're sitting in 12 inches of snow right now what (laughs) (laughs) you gotta be kidding me that's insane so i'm not a youth pastor i'm just a lay guy i help out but i got a passion for these kids I, i love these guys um i think the the best part about this in my opinion, is the, the relationship with students that I'm able to build that I wouldn't otherwise. And that's because of the time that we're, we're allowed to spend with them now. Um, I don't have a parent waiting at eight o'clock at the door saying, all right, let's go. Um, I can hang out with them on Zoom. I think we hung out till 12 or like 1030, 1045 last week with students that were otherwise out the door right away. Um, so that's been really cool is getting to connect and really take time, just spending time building relationship with some of these teens um, that otherwise, you know, that would take weeks to build up that kind of accrued time um, in the 20 minutes before youth group or whatever. Chris, it's interesting you say that. I, I have a neighbor um, that, that literally lives straight across the street from me. Uh, it's a guy who's been involved in youth ministry as a volunteer. He's a judge. Uh, in, in our county and but he's a he's like you man he's just a he, he's not a professional guy he's just a guy who loves teenagers he and I and we he, he and I stand out in the street and solve the world's problems quite often as you can imagine but um, the what was interesting he and I were talking about how he's actually in some ways getting to spend more time as volunteers with teenagers than he was before and he thinks this is going to end up ending or, uh, this is going to end up opening up some opportunities for him to going forward, because he typically deals with like our older students and kids as they go off to college and maintaining relationships with some of those kids as well. So I think that part is super cool um, as far as just being able to keep doing that. I think some groups will end up meeting more often, even when we get back to normal, that they'll have much more touch points during the week and stuff. So it's good. Yeah. Hey guys, Nate Turner. I'm a volunteer in Georgia, in Atlanta. And uh, uh, I find it really interesting. Yeah. Chris, what Chris was saying, um, we've just seen a lot of, a lot of our students who were involved in travel sports and a lot of the things that just really suck time out of their weeks and out of their schedules. Um, We just really kind of begin to see those kids coming back. We had one group where um, we had one group that, that I know of in our, in our ministry that had, they had six girls like juniors in high school and none of them were able to come to group for months and they were all at group on Wednesday night. So, or they all showed up for their group for their zoom call on Wednesday night. So it's just cool to see how there's opportunity with a lot of these kids that, that you don't see very often. And I'm seeing it even like we're doing walks in the neighborhood, you know, here we're, we're, we're trying to get out of the house and be out of the house with our kids. And 
so doing these walks in the neighborhood, we're seeing that, man, like all of a sudden, like we're getting to be able to say hello and wave and, and be able to just have conversations with people that, you know, at a socially appropriate distance, obviously, but I uh, have conversations with people we weren't able to have conversations with even a week ago. So pretty cool. And, and it's like, and people want to have conversations now, it feels like. Mm-hmm. That's what's pretty wild. Like they're going, please talk to me. <laughs> yeah, that's where I am. I'm like, dude, will somebody please talk to me right now? And if anybody wants to risk it and give me a hug, I could use a hug. I'm just going to throw that out there as well. So, Hey, hey guys, uh, uh, Matt Sawyer here, uh, coming from Chipley, Florida, down here in the panhandle. Chipley! Uh, no, beach, no beach access, so we're struggling. Um, <laughs> but honored to be here with you guys. Uh, man, something that's encouraged me um, is that uh, shift, I think, from my perspective is back to people versus program. Um, I don't know about y'all, you know, we're worn out of just trying to bring the content and keep the content rolling. But um, I've, I've just have loved to see students uh, and drilling down to students and leaders of just owning their ministries. And man, just to see students reaching out to other kids and see leaders like you guys have already shared, man, I think it's been such an encouragement and revitalizing for me to know that I've got some incredible people that do love students, you know, and uh, I think if we can just keep and I, I was just reading an article of um, how you know, more than ever, we just need to, we, we want, want to celebrate engagement over just attendance and numbers on our screen or how many people watch our live streams and that we would see people really engaging in this, uh, in ministry. Uh, not that we always, uh, not that we haven't wanted that, but I think I've just seen some students really step up and leaders step up and I've just been, I've been blessed. So it's been encouraging. That's good. Well, how about this? Um, Jody and I were, you know, we want to keep it positive at times, but we also want to acknowledge that, you know, this thing is hard and we don't want this thing to turn into like a gripe fest for sure. But what's kind of the really difficult thing that you're dealing with right now? Like what's something that's just like, Ooh, kind of overwhelming. Danielle, was that you? Yeah. I'm Danelle. I'm over by Jody. I said your name wrong. My apologies. Southern California, Hemet. Um, I think my encouraging thing is what I always used to do way back in the, you know, I'm going to be 50 this year. So we used to write notes to each other. And so um, I've been writing um, cards to my kids and I've been, you know, doing like little watercolor stuff, but just putting scriptures on the back of it. And then it like PS, write pay this forward, write somebody else, tell them that you're thinking of them. Snail mail is like so novel right now. So I'm getting a really good response from that, which has really been sweet. And the encouragement of just getting my name written in Star Wars language back from one of my sixth graders was really, really cool. Um, so that has all been really, really good. And it comes slow. It's just like the longer hall where it's like, I just kind of get down and then I get a piece of mail and I'm like, yay, you know, Um, but it does kind of expose, like I come from a church, it's a larger church, but, um, the habit has been bad communication, not like almost non-existent really. And I'm like the youth group person. And then there's the high school person, but even between us sharing, um, social media, we don't always like communicate. And so my information's like packed down under their information. It's, it kind of exposes that a little bit. So that's the kind of thing that I'm kind of going, okay, so, all right, I just have to kind of pray and stay back. And, and then the last podcast that I listened to of the guy just saying, the guy in in New York, just saying, just minister to the ones that you have right before you. And, And that's what I've been focusing on, which is an encouragement of just not being overwhelmed by all the ones that I can't talk to anymore because they're just not on and they won't come on, um, you know, just kind of like focusing on small, like Jesus only had 12. So, you know, that's, it's not a fail if only five kids show up. So. So good. Uh, that's good. If you guys haven't, she's talking about the, uh, the last episode uh, with Patrick. And if you guys haven't listened to that yet, you need to right after this. Uh, it was so, so good. Yeah, it turned out great. Daryl, jump in there, man. Yeah. So get you. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, 
I think the most frustrating thing for me personally is, and it started like from day one when it really started to become real here uh, in the U.S. was the cancellation of events and stuff that we had already like invested in. Um, like I was getting ready to leave on a missions trip on Thursday night. My wife and I went to a movie and I got out of the movie and they announced Disney World was closing, all these things. Mm like triggers and especially being in central florida like that meant disney world disney world closing is a trigger for me just for the record like that's a straight up trigger uh and so like that caused that we were supposed to leave that next morning friday morning on a missions trip uh to oklahoma and like calling people at 10 o'clock at night saying hey guys we're bailing like we're we're not going to make this trip uh we just think it's the wisest thing for us Uh, we had two kids on our group that had immuno uh, deficiencies already um so that was just it was more of a um you know being careful about what we're doing and what we're going to do and then from there there's been you know event after event as we're looking on the calendar you know we have an early camp scheduled this year uh that we've already had to cancel um and and look at you know what are we going to do in replacement of that um so that's been frustrating and i've only been here uh since last summer uh it's a newer church for me so i feel like i was just hitting my stride, just starting to get to know students, get to know parents, um, and then having to be the, be the bearer of bad news um, all too often in the last three weeks has been rough. Um, but yeah, so that's been my biggest struggle. Uh, but on the flip side of that, I feel like I've also gained some currency with parents because of being willing to make those decisions and letting that's them good. see the hearts behind it. Um, and so I, I don't know, it's been, a, it's been a, a give and take on both ends. Yeah, I wonder how much of that, like, this season is going to be endearing for for youth pastors and pastors and churches that you were, like, because, you know, you think of, we, and we've, we've joked about this forever, like, the moments that kids remember aren't the messages we spend hours pouring into, although we should. It's the time the bus broke down and or the time that everything went crazy or, you know, we were on, it was interesting, my wife and I had a, uh, last week, I think we had a few college students who were um, in our college ministry and student ministry. When we were in Georgia, who wanted to just jump on a, a Zoom call with us and just catch up. And you know, the, every story they told was disaster. Like none of them were, like <laughs> none of them were moments that we were proud of. And so, I wonder uh, on the on the other side of this, you know, Daryl, like you're saying, man, you you were the guy who was in this season how much of that endears them to us? I don't know. Hey, Jake, um, we, we, we have another guest with us here, you know, that's kind of unique in the sense that Jake, uh, Jake is with us from YM 360 and we're super appreciative of YM 360 and the way they, the way they've sponsored us uh, over, over the last year or so. Jake, what are you hearing, man? Cause you, you've got your, I mean, you guys are hearing, hearing so many, I mean, y'all are, so many different churches are coming you know, to YM360. And of course, you've got the big camp issue happening as well. Uh, what are some things you're hearing in all of this? Yeah, good call. Um, man, just being with a lot of youth workers, there's an uncertainty in this season, for sure. For one is the value of what they do. I really appreciated what you just said was the equity that, that, uh, that we're getting with parents. Uh, youth workers are getting with parents. I think we're seeing the flip side of that as well as to where some youth workers are feeling paralyzed that they're not valuable to their parents as well. And so I think the ones that are surviving are the ones that, and thriving, I guess, uh, man, I sent a couple of text messages right away when Jared did his gig. So for for one thing, uh, it's a sweet ministry. We all laugh about it, but what Jared, and forgive me for just saying it this way, but what you are doing right now is hustling in incredible ways to not only figure out how to meet the needs of your family, but also to still use your gifts. So it's the adapt and overcome because you could just be on the couch or you could just be, I don't know how you made that baby just appear, by the way, out of the back of that hollow egg, but that was pretty sweet. But um, I think, so just with that, one is the hustle. The youth workers that we're seeing succeeding are the ones that are hustling to try to figure out how to be best of service to their church. Somebody had just said moments ago, the people versus program, uh, we're hearing this over and over and over is, uh, man, I was so stoked about my Wednesday night program is that I, I spent so much time on my sermon, but in moments like these, does that really matter? 
And so that's what we're hearing a lot is what is the shift of mentality in ministry from programs to people. Programs have always been the vessels to connect with people, right? And so that's, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing this over and over. The, the chats that are coming in, the emails that are coming into our customer care is on the back of resources. Hey, what resources are out there that we can use in Zoom meetings? What resources do you have for us to be still connected with our students? Uh, this is not a plug for, for YM360 care packages if you've seen them. So you could be like, oh man, Jake's just plugging those. But we are seeing a huge response to care packages because it's an opportunity for you to be with your students. Man, you had shared earlier the written note, right? The written note is novel because it is something that is different in the season, but nobody's receiving a note. They're getting a personalized encouragement from somebody that cares about them. It's not a note, right? People need that more than ever. And so that's what we're seeing. We're seeing youth pastors adapting and overcoming or sitting paralyzed because they're all of a sudden no longer valuable uh, to their church because they, they think programs instead of people. And so I don't know if that answers the question. Uh, I could probably that's pick good. out a dozen different things, but the sentiment yeah, that, that we're hearing there is, uh, is adapt and overcome and hustle and to find your value because, uh, man, Daryl, you said it more than anything, your equity with parents right now, you can skyrocket and to be an essential need for your church and your youth ministry. Yeah, man. Thanks, Jake. Good. I do have a question, though, if it's fair for, for anyone. I, yeah, I think I tried to, to, to send them to you. To, but for, for me, one thing that I would just love to hear from you guys and gals is uh, what's the biggest fear professionally right now in this season? And I guess it could be because I'm going to lose my job. But if, if you elaborate on that a little bit, but what, are you, what is your biggest fear as it relates to this season and your position professionally. Jump in there, Chris. Go ahead, man. I guess the biggest thing that I would be afraid of is uh, that nothing would change on the outside of this. Um, this is a season where every norm has been shattered. Um, everything is is changed and. To when all of this stuff settles back down, to just sit back down in those old ruts would be my biggest fear. Um, and I'm going to be my biggest problem and my biggest enemy on that front. Um, that, yeah. I, uh, I'll answer that. Um, I, and I think I probably feel it a little bit as an older youth pastor. Um, I'll be turning 50 this year also. Uh, um, there's a little bit of a fear for me of, will I be able to, um, adapt and overcome completely whenever everything is back to whatever the new normal is? Will I be able to pivot and continue to lead our student ministry when so much has changed? Because um, I think this whole thing has been, Jody and I have been talking about this a lot offline. It's so clarifying and revealing, I think on a macro level, micro level across the board. Like it's, it's clarifying and revealing for our church. It's clarifying and revealing for my youth group. It's clarifying and revealing for my life groups, my small groups, you know, and so, but it's also personally clarifying and revealing to what I think my strengths are and my weaknesses are. And so it, it causes me uh, to go, Hey, um, will I be able to, when this thing's all said and done, will I have led well? during it, but then will I be able to also adjust to whatever the new normal ends up looking like and handling that? So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go cry now in a corner. Thanks for asking that, Jake. I appreciate it. I think for me, I think through and wonder, I, and I, you know, I wonder what the expectations are going to be on the other side of this. 
um, from everyone. I think it's a very layered um, issue for sure. I think our some folks are just want to be ready to get back to doing what the way things were before. Um, I think like Chris, we've probably all realized that that's not necessarily healthy either on, on every front. There's some things that we probably don't need to get back to in the way that we were before. So I think there may be people above us who have an expectation of what things need to look like. I think there will be parents and families in our ministry that are going to have expectations of what it's going to be and what it should be. And so I worry a little about navigating that well um, and leading folks to a healthier version of what student ministry should be. I know for us, um, it's been a really interesting time. Um, it's been good for us. Like we're, we're in a multi-site kind of environment and have essentially become one campus right now. And so everybody's pulling together, um, which has been super fun to do. But what does that look like on the other side of this? And even for us, you know, a couple of our campuses are meeting in schools. We're not really sure if they're going to be able to get back into the school right away. So what does that mean for those campuses? Um, there's a lot of those types of questions. My fear is that we've done all of this. We've pivoted so quickly and worked so hard to adapt and get out in front of our students. We've learned a lot. I just don't want it to be for nothing. You know, I yeah. want to be able to lead well. Yeah. Hey, I'm curious, uh, Jody, with the rest of the group here, you know, you and I have talked a lot about this clarifying and revealing thing and, has anybody else experienced that? Y'all kind of hear what I'm saying there? Like, as far as like, man, this has really helped me to see that, you know, I'm actually not too bad at that, but man, I, I think I'm going to have to work on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, okay, let, let, full, full, uh, let, let's have full confession here for a moment though. What's something like you feel like this is revealed, maybe a program, maybe personally that you're like, this is not going as well as I thought it was, you know? Um, and I would say, you know, for us, an example would be like uh, where we're seeing, look, I've got a lot of life group leaders, which is what we call our small groups that are killing it. They're doing so well. I mean, they really are, you know, but we've got some that are struggling, you know, and I think that's ultimately it revealed this whole thing revealed that we had some groups that were not as healthy as we hoped they would be. Right. I don't know, but what about y'all? Somebody, uh, want to get something off their chest here and just pull for the whole podcast world to know about your, your weakness here. I think one of the questions is, what is God pruning in all this? Uh, what, what, what's being pruned? What's being pulled away? And what's being revealed as being uh, valuable? And what's being revealed as being superfluous? And we, we all, you know, I think it's one of those things that is as uh, student ministers or, or realistically, I don't care what area of the church you pastor. We, we all have uh, things that we tend to gravitate to and, and having to stop and kind of reevaluate and say, wow, is this really working or have I been putting my focus in the wrong place? Um, you, you know, you ask that question. And for me, it's kind of interesting. I've been at my church now for about 18 months. Uh, and I'm the I'm the worship and student pastor there. So one one of the things that I tried to get into when I first got to the church uh, with our students was to to kind of get them engaged in reaching their friends. Um, and one of the things that God has revealed to me is that you know, dude, that's a great thing. And yes, you're 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 trying to fulfill some great commission, but your kids aren't ready for that yet. They're not ready. Uh, I, I've got students that can't. I mean, this is kind of funny, but a uh, real life example, I'm teaching on the Pentecost and I'm asking them to tell me what happened at Pentecost. And one of them comes up and says, legitimately, uh, what do the gas chambers have to do with the Bible? And I'm going, okay, wow, we've got some real biblical illiteracy right now in our group and I need to drop back and focus on that. So 
you know, for, for me, the focus is going to have to be relationship building and building biblical literacy before we can really start focusing on great commission building. Uh, and that's, boy, that's frustrating to me because I don't want to do that. But I, it's, that's one of those things where God is, is showing and revealing to me where I'm going to have to prune and change the approach that I'm taking with my students. And, and that's been difficult <laughs> in this season for sure. That's good. That's good. Anybody else? I know for uh, for myself, uh, my name is Darren. I'm from a middle Tennessee area, just east of Nashville in a small town named Lebanon. The last, uh, the last week, you know, before this year would have happened, 2020, uh, our first thought would have been vision, you know, and we're all shooting for that perfect vision. And uh, I have been uh, lacking in uh, farsightedness for, for years. That's why I have to wear glasses and contacts. But I think in the spiritual realm right now, for me, the last 10 days, God's been working on my nearsightedness and my farsightedness spiritually. Um, mm. Students that I thought that were on target, uh, I've not seen it all in three weeks. You know, parents that I thought were really uh, investing in their students have not even at all responded to much of what we're doing as a ministry. And um, we got a group of students that uh, is our leadership team. We call our, our, our student senate and we sit down and say, we've got to keep a presence on social media. I'm the furthest from tech in the world. And so I had to get all my students to help me with this. And we're putting up things daily to try to get our students to be engaged through uh, throwback Thursdays, things we're missing through this or encouragement Fridays. And I'm seeing the students that I didn't think uh, were as solid and strong that are more solid and strong than the ones that I was in, trying to invest in in the beginning. And so this has really been a time for me to sit back. Uh, I'm like you, Chris, I'm dying over here. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to like hug a kid or give somebody a high five. This being in the, uh, in the homes uh, for five weeks uh, is about to drive me nuts. Um, but last night I just sat back with Jared and watched our students smile and laugh till they cried. Um, we've had to scratch our whole summer program because of coronavirus. Nothing we planned is happening. Uh, I've got close to 20 seniors that are not going to uh, experience a graduation, a prom. We're all in these boats. Um, but I saw last night a side of our students that I've not seen in several weeks with what Jared was able to offer. And for me, I'm trying to figure out how can I be uh, that light and that lamp without trying to be so programmed. And so like Danelle was saying, I, I've I've gone through my middle school classes, seven, eighth grade boys and girls, and I've written postcards the last three days just trying to find ways to make spiritual, spiritual touches with not being in their face. But I think for a lot of us after this, we're going to see uh, God's going to awaken. I pray in our student ministries, uh, our farsightedness and our nearsightedness to correct that. So we're teaching our kids uh, as, as Jacob was saying, what's most important. It's our faith and it's our families our physical families and our faith families that God wants us to put so much energy into. And that's what I'm praying. We see here in middle Tennessee when this all is lifted and, and done with. I, I think for me, um, I, I've, I do a lot of, a lot of things. I, I'm a worship leader and I, this is kind of a new thing. I I've been a, a youth group discipler since I was 18, but I've just kind of like walked into this about five years ago when my daughter got into junior high. So, and I was just a lay worker until last year. Um, but I think this has all kind of exposed my Martha spirit. Like there's Mary's and there's Martha's and I'm, I'm very much a Martha and I do a lot of things mediocre. Um, but, but I don't like focus in on the important stuff of just, um, I think for me, it's, it's just been, I need to sit still and, and not try to fix everything because there's nothing that can be fixed right now. And, um, and, and just kind of fix my, my own heart. And, and because I feel lost right now, I just, I'm like, who am I and what am I doing and what do I focus on? Cause I also homeschool all three of my kids. So I got a lot going on and I, I have like a bunch of stuff, but I've been like not wanting to get out of bed, you know? So so that's what I'm not good at. I'm not good at doing nothing. And, and that's part of worship too, is what I'm learning is that just being in Sabbath and just sitting back and go, okay. So and one of the things that has just come to, cause my husband is just like going, 
you know, Jesus didn't even go to church because <laughs> there wasn't really church back then. We, we've kind of created this thing in our society that this is what we do, but it's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to focus on that relationship thing. And, um, and I'm, I'm still trying to grasp that. I'm not, I'm, I'm really like, I'm good at it because I am a relating person. I, I'm, I'm a shy extrovert. Um, but this being a hold up in my house has really wrecked me. And I'm like going, okay, so I need to focus in. And right now it's been focusing in with my, my kids and just doing algebra, just sitting quiet and doing algebra and being okay with that. Dude, it, ain't, it ain't got that bad for me yet. Just for the record, <laughs> I'm not sitting around doing algebra. That ain't happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, that hey, bad. Listen, it's that bad. that's because she's in Southern California and there's a million things that you'd rather go and see and do right now, but you can't because you're just stuck yeah. in your house. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder, kind of even in line with a little bit with with what Darren was saying, and uh, I feel like this whole thing kind of forced us to get a whole bunch of things up and running and going quickly. We had to pivot really quickly, and we've done that. I think the church has done that well. Uh, student pastors seem to have done that really well. What are some things on the other side of this? Like, where does this go, right? I mean, like, what are some things, maybe twofold, what are some things that you're doing now that you see utilizing later when this is all over and we're back to whatever new normal is? And then what are some things that maybe you found yourself up and doing to get things up that you're realizing, man, you're just, it's a, it's a Martha type thing, right? Like just trying to get stuff up and going in front of kids that maybe isn't working as well that you probably could do without which yeah, um uh so I'm, I'm up here in dalton georgia uh just uh, south of chattanooga so we've been dealing with the tornado stuff as well uh that has gone through like east of us just a little bit um but one one thing we notice is most of our group we have an instagram and you know youtube channel and connect everything through Facebook, but not all of our kids have that stuff. Uh, I have, I mean, I've got probably about six or seven kids that just have flip phones that they, they're doing the old school. You got to earn the, uh, the letter that you're going to get to and they love it. But, uh, most things that we've been doing, they've loved the zoom calls and just walking through. We, we had been doing uh, what we call round tables where like once a month we'd have a family style dinner. And then just uh, toss up a question sort of like this and just let the kids talk. And I'd have the uh, adults kind of just chime in every once in a while, but uh, it was really cool seeing them discuss that. So that's kind of what we've been doing on Sunday nights has really been working. Uh, they wanted to go through book of Proverbs. So we have just been spending time doing that. And then um, I started doing like one minute messages cause I thought this was going to be fairly quick. And so we did that. Um, and to where going through the book, you and everybody else, bro. Like everybody yeah. was like, oh, yeah, I need to come up with a two week plan here so that I can handle this for two <laughs> weeks. And then I'm going to get back to normal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we did that and about to finish up the book of Colossians. And, uh, some of our kids have been watching them and their youth leader been getting them connected and having a little bit of discussions. But I was talking to my wife and I was like, this, this is not worthwhile to keep going forward through that without much substance. And so we're trying to figure out a new plan for what to do next with that. But the zoom calls for us have been probably the best thing because we got a smaller group and, uh, they all want to be connected. I mean, our group, uh, when we take off for Thanksgiving or anything like that, they're like, why can we not meet? And so that's wow. been like a cool side to see from our students, but trying to kind of figure out, okay, now how do we go for this, this new normal that we have? Um, so yeah, so some of the social media content has not been the best to where it's like, is it really engaging? Is it the best use of our resources and stuff that we have? So, um, you know, I've been breaking a little bit by going kind of door to door almost. And we did that with our kids ministry for Easter stuff, kind of taking uh, little things door to door. Um, my wife was always like, just knock and run. And I'm like, no, I got to talk to people and stuff. So, um, but that's kind of been one thing that we've tried 
California people, listen, we can do that here in the South. I know you guys would like get arrested or something, but in the South, we can still pull a little bit of those things off. Okay. So don't judge us. I didn't mean to interrupt you, man. My bad. No, you're good. You're good. I was about pretty much about done, but uh, just trying to kind of see that as trying to figure out what's going to be best and trying to knowing where our kids are has really been the biggest thing and trying to get to them and group text and phone calls have been the best so far that have worked. But my wife and I, we have seen it as like kind of a good opportunity for us because we were running left and right every which way. And we got two, two year olds and uh, it's actually been good this past month. Just kind of slow down, not have to be at the ballpark or all these other places. Um, but be able to kind of just talk to our kids, but then as a family kind of just really grow and kind of reset and refresh to where coming out of this, we're looking forward to where we go. So it's good, man. You yeah. know, something you said, I think that, that we realized as well quick and I'm blessed that if you guys listen to the podcast, y'all know this, I'm blessed to be able to work with a team. So I've got a group of creative people around me that help me with these things. And our team realized quick and, I mean, we're decent, we think, at social media. Um, but we realized real quick, I mean, within a week and a week and a half, that we were not going to win in that area. Like, it was not going to be enough for us. Um, that at the end of the day, we just simply could not compete with all of the content that was being released because there is so much content out there right now from so many people that are honestly more awesome than we are, you know? Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, what I'm loving here and you say, Timothy is how you're talking about that, but it's that personal touch stuff. That's really starting to make that difference. It's those one-on-one contacts. We, we pivoted pretty quick from like the, Hey, come on at three o'clock and watch us. We did that for like a week and a half. And now we're doing interviews with kids every day. I stole that idea from somebody else off of like download youth ministry Facebook group. I think it was, but, um, and we're just interviewing one kid at a time. And at the end of the week, it feels more fulfilling just to hang out with that one kid for that, you know, 15 minutes that, that feels like a better use of my time than me standing in front of the Instagram camera trying to act like I'm 25. Is that something that you guys have already explained? What is that? I mean, do you record that and then post it, the interview? Yeah, I really did steal this idea. I mean, we, we, I changed it um, to, what, to fit us. But basically what we did was we put, um, we put a, a sign-up genius out there and said, hey, we want to interview. So we go on, we go on this and we – because you can record on Zoom. And, uh, and we just have this – we keep the same format. Hey you know, who are you? You know, and then we just sit there and talk about people, your kids and ask them all these person. They love to talk about themselves, you know? And, and so it ended up being, but then we put them on the hot seat at the end and we wrestle and debate. We've had kids. And if we find out something like, uh, yeah, and I play guitar. Oh, do you now? We'll go grab your guitar. Let's see. You know, we put them on the spot. You know, we had a kid bring their Guinea pig on. We had a kid play guitar. We had a kid dance just all kinds of different, you know, so it's just a way to, and then we promote that, like by, we post that on our, through uh, IGTV, the Instagram GT, um, you know, the TV, I'm going to, I'm going to show my age if I start trying to use technical terms here. Uh, but uh, it's, it's Instagram. What is it? Instagram TV. Is that right? Thank you. Yeah. Carol. Okay. So um, yeah. And, but we also, we also put it on YouTube as well. And their parents want to see it. That's the beautiful part, man. You throw that out there and a parent's like, I want to watch my kid get in and it was the beautiful part was we interviewed our pastor's daughter and she revealed that uh, he eats dog biscuits. And so we were like, Oh, okay. Well, good. It was nice having a job while I had one, but um, you would have thought the coronavirus would have done it, but it would be the dog biscuit now. So, yeah. So anyway, so anyway, there we go. Yeah. Well, Hey, this is, this is going great. Jody, um, any kind of wrap up, do you want to maybe tackle one more thing about how we might come out of this? What do you think, Jody? Yeah, I think I was even just thinking as, as I've been listening, you know, we had Dr. Richard Ross on a few episodes back. And one of the things that he talked about was kind of this idea of what youth ministry would look like in the next, you know, five, 10 years. And, uh, 
I little did he know, or we know at the time that that was going to come in a few months. Yeah, for real. Jeez. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think what we've all realized is that, um, as much as we say we don't want to entertain our students, that we really focus a lot on entertaining our students. You're getting personal now. You're getting personal. Now we can't as much, or we're trying, but we're losing. And I've seen more than one youth pastor. And and everybody else that's doing a better job. That's right. That's true. I've seen a lot of youth pastors venting about the fact that their kids won't engage with the content they're putting out. And I, and Chris and I talk about this a lot. I, I, I have not responded. I have. Please don't tell them what well. we say offline. Please. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. You've already told everybody in the whole podcasting world that your pastor eats dog biscuits. So yeah. I don't need to say much yeah, else. Um, I would just say this. We, we are reaping what we have sown. Mm. And I think that is the most revealing thing. And so if you're finding your kids are not engaging or they don't know what you thought they knew, it's easy to point the finger at the kids or at the culture or at the parents or at the church. But at the end of the day, that's, that's the house we've built. And so I hope that that serves as some clarifying, you know, even like Chris was saying for us that we would, that we would really evaluate what we're doing and, and from this work towards being healthy. Now, all that to say, I don't think, and Chris, I'd love anybody, really, your thoughts on this, but I think what we have to be careful with and is that we don't come out of this and immediately just change everything because that, that may be worse. Um, and so I would just challenge us to be thinking through, as we're thinking through what things look like after this, that we also think through how do we walk people toward that and maybe some things we change right away. Some things we don't. Um, I think some things we'll keep. Um, you know, I, I, I th- we've laughed and joked about this uh, offline. All of these churches now, all of us are having to film ourselves teaching. How many pastors, youth pastors, are watching themselves now thinking, oh, my goodness. That's what people have been listening to and watching for the last however many years. Like, so I think there's things like that that hopefully we'll great we'll take value from. I, I just want us to learn and grow. Um, I didn't say that about youth pastors. Good. I said that about pastors. Let's get clear oh, yeah. about that right now. I said like on Facebook on Sunday morning, dude, when you're scrolling <laughs> through the Facebook feed, I just suspect that there are some pastors that are now watching themselves and going, "Oh no, this is not good." Yeah, no wonder no one <laughs> no one ever falls asleep. This is what this looks like in church. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, one, uh, one, one uh, resource for you. I know, again, there's so much content, so much for all of us to choose from. My team is going through Faith for Exiles right now uh, by David Kinnerman and, and Mark Matlock, and it could not be more timely uh, just from a thinking through what our kids are being influenced by from a digital Babylon standpoint. You'd have to read that to kind of think Daniel living in Babylon so good. We're gonna probably. I think. I think Mark's gonna come on the podcast at some point soon. He and I've been texting a little bit, just trying to figure out that how to work that out. And um, but man, it, it's really good right now. Uh, just to be thinking through some of that. So it's good stuff. That's good. Well, any, folks, thank any last y'all. Anybody want to throw anything else anybody? out there that they meant to say? This is your one chance to be on the podcast speaking on behalf of all youth pastors in the world. Jody, every time I see a Volkswagen van, man, I think about you literally every time it never fails, man. And then every time Chewy's Chris, every time uh, I eat Chewy's, I think about Jody. So yeah. And he sends me a picture and a video. That's that's not always true. Okay. It's true. That is a hundred percent true. I'm, I'm, I half expected you to turn on your camera today. Eating. Listen, I t- quote unquote to my wife last night, I'm tempted in the morning to go get some chewies just to make the joke and, Such a <laughs> and, and be eating it like right there. So anyway, well, Hey, thanks folks for jumping in here and hanging out and being honest and opening up your hearts with us, man. 
hopefully some folks will be blessed by this and realize that they too are, um, they too are, you know, what I was going to say that they're not alone, that we too are struggling with them is what I was going to say. And cause it's tough right now. And, but that said, man, there's a lot of really good stuff happening and God's doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. And at the end of the day, hopefully we're all going to be better, you know, better for this. So um, Jake, thanks for hanging out with us, man, from the YM 360, man. Again, one of our sponsors there, YM 360, can't thank those guys enough. They really do have a ton of very unique resources right now um, that, uh, that you should be tapping into. And then Jared, thank you, man. Appreciate you jumping yeah. in, hanging out. Awesome. Uh, way to, way to blow our minds. I appreciate it. I'm glad you're taking all these things I've taught you and utilizing them so well. That's a joke. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not true at all. Um, I'm, I, this is true though. I'm actually, I do the level of magic I do now because of a moment at Texas Conclave with Jared Hall when he showed me a car trick and it caused me to end up digging a whole lot deeper and doing a whole lot more than I was doing at the time. So that's that. So thank, thanks. Thanks everybody else for just stepping in and being honest. And, uh, Jody, I appreciate you, man. Hang out. Good luck in California. Yes, you guys are definitely going to be the last state to get going. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. Well, you know, we're not the left coast for nothing. So that's it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate y'all.